Misechtis Tainis Daf Yud Tes six lines from the bottom of Yud Chesem Beis at the new Parak at the new Mishnah. Zok the Mishnah say the Tainis Eluha Amor Beravir Rishayna. The order of the fast that we spoke about in the first and the second Prakim are specifically regarding the first rains, which we'll discuss in the Gemara. As we know, there's something called Yoyu, which were the earliest rains, which come in Cheshvan, and there's also the later rains that come in Nisan. But Revir Rishayna is generally talking about the first part of Yoyu because, as we learned earlier, Yoyu is broken up into three different steps or stages of rainfall. And as we already learned, there are actually four different series of Tanesim that the Rabbanu were misakin. The first was the three Tanesim which only were fasted by the Yechidim. Then there were three Tanesim for the Tzibah, then another three, and then a series of seven Tanesim. And the series of Tanesim start off more lenient and they get stringent and more stricter as they go along. And our Mishnah now teaches us that these Dinim, where they go from more lenient to more stringent, they're only by Revi Rishayna. But if you have deformed crops and as Rashi points out, you had thorns that came up in place of wheat or barley, or they were inferior quality or withered like Rabbeinu Chinadol explains. In all those cases, that the din would be that instead of starting from the most kaldikatanesim, you immediately start with the most chomadikatanesim and you would fierce and you'd blow shayfa and you'd also daven and you say 24 brachas, as we learned before, by the most chomadik of the series of tanesim, by the last of the seven tanesim. And as Rashi says, and then Rashi says, and and the Rishonim explained you wouldn't fast necessarily seven Tanesim in a row, but you would have a fast on Monday, Thursday, Monday, but based on the most Chamadika of the Tanesim. And although we're learning, like Rashi Pshat, other Rishonim actually say Masrin Al-Emiyad is actually more Kal than the other Tanesim. Ayin be Rishonim. V'chein Shepasku Geshamim. And the Gemara continues and says, if you had rain that sees Ben Geshem Geshem between Yoyra and Malkish, meaning between Cheshven and Nisin, you had rain that stopped Abon Yoyim for 40 days straight, then you would go and you blow shoifer and you'd fast right away because this is a sign of a food shortage. And the Rishonim explained the reason is because since the planting already started earlier in the season and it already rained and therefore the plants already started growing and then you had a stop in rainfall and therefore they're now a drought and they're not getting the proper nutrition and the proper water. Therefore, those plants will die and you won't have enough time to replant at that point because it's too late in the season. And therefore, that's a sign of a Marcus Beterius. And the Mishnah continues, if you have enough rain for crops or the type of rain that work for crops as the Gemara will explain, but the rain that fell is not beneficial for trees or the Elam for trees and not for crops or for both that it's beneficial. But it's not enough water to fill up the the different types of pits that held water like a cistern. Then you again blow Shaifa right away and you make Tanesim right away. And it is a city that Geshem didn't fall on it, but at the same time, a neighboring city had enough rain. And that is a sign of Hashem's displeasure with that city, and therefore that's actually a sign of a klala, and therefore you have to fierce right away. As it says in the Pasuk, in Amos, and says, I'm going to make it rain on one city, on another city that's right next to it, I'm not going to cause rain to fall there, to show my displeasure with the city that doesn't have rain. And there will be one parcel in in the same city that will actually get rain and the other parcel won't get rain. And we continue on that. The city that doesn't have rain will fierce and it will also blow shoifah like the seven tiniest as we explained before. Over here it uses the terminology which doesn't match the Mishnah before where it said because we're going to see in a moment Rabbi Kiba actually argues. And the Mishnah continues and says however all the surrounding cities they have to fierce but they don't take it to that level where they have to blow shoifah and they have to say 
all of the rest of the tefillahs. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says the opposite. Masriyas, for Misanis, the surrounding cities would blow shayfa, but they wouldn't fast. And Rashi explains, Vilfikok Misanis, according to the Tanakhama, the reason why they fast, Sha'isa'ish, Layadu Lagashom, Telechliktesatvu, Ba'isa'ir, Viyir Barab, because the city that doesn't have any Gashamim will actually go to the other city, to that marketplace, and they will buy more produce, and it will result in a food shortage, not only for the city that doesn't have rain, but also for the city that has rain, there'll be supply chain issues. However, other Rishonim don't learn like Rashi, and they learn that the reason why they have to fast is to show solidarity with their neighbors and to daven for them. And as we'll see in a moment, this pshat will actually work out better with the next Gemara, but if you Rashi, you're going to anyway have to say this pshat in the next Gemara, as we'll see in a moment. And the Gemara continues, and if there's a city that is a plague, or there's some building that fall down, either by themselves, some say, or there was an earthquake, or some say there was a hurricane. So that city has to fast and the actual book shaifa, the chosvivasel. However, the surrounding cities, once again, Masanis Floy Masrius, and Rabbi Kiva once again says, Masrius Floy Masanis. And as we just mentioned, Rashi's Pshat that we said before, as to why the surrounding cities would have to fast, doesn't make as much sense in this Gemara. And you can anyway have to say, like the other Rishonim, that the reason why they're going to fast is to show solidarity with their neighbors and to daven for them. And the Gemara continues, Ezer Deva, what is considered a plague? Ir Hamitzia Chamish Meis Ragli, if there's a city that has a population of at least 500 able bodied men, and the Rambam says this doesn't include women or children or older men that are not necessarily able to walk on themselves, last Lushen of Chamish Meis Ragli, and they are more prone to Misa, and their deaths aren't a simon for Deva. And the Mishnah further explains, and from that city, there are three deaths in three days, one person that dies for each of the three days, that's considered a deva. However, if the ratio is less than three to five hundred, then that's not considered a plague. And the Achreinim discuss what the difference is between a deva or the Lashon that we use sometimes as Magefa. And a deva is something that just happens that people are dying. However, Magefa generally symbolizes something that's contagious plague, as the Lashon of the Chavisur is, that's Midabik Mi Ishla Ish and Mibayasli Bayas. And the mission continues, although we just gave Odin, Benigea, a city and its surrounding areas that not necessarily they have the same dinam. However, on the following, you would actually start doing the most chamadikatainis and the most chamadikatruis and shaifres in any place that you hear about it. So even if it happens, like Rashi says, Baspamya, you would still fast in Bavel, and in Bavel, you would still fast in Aspamya. And the Gemara continues, what are they? Al Shidofen, if someone sees that there are strong winds that are ruining the Tfua, or if there's chayli in the Tfua and they become yellow and they wither, or some say that the drought is so intense that the grain becomes very dry and they wither quickly, and different types of locusts and griasapas, if you have wild animals that are killing people, or if they are traveling soldiers, Rashi says that they're going around and killing people, since it's a traveling makah, it's continuously going from makam to makam, therefore it's something that can't be stopped and it might get to your area no matter where you are, so immediately when hearing about these xeris kashas, then you go and fast right away based on the most chamadikatanesim, there was a story with the elders went from Yishlaim to their cities and they traveled to many different cities and they made a tainus in all of their cities because they saw a small amount of tour that got ruined in Ashkelon and even though it was a small amount which was only the amount of the opening of the oven that was enough of a reason for the Rabban to make a zero on all of the cities of Eretz Yisrael and even though Ashkelon as Rashi says is really an Eretz Plishim it really is not mamish part of Eretz Yisrael and it was another time that because they heard that wolves ate two children in Eva Yadin. Rabbi Yaisi states, not because the wolves ate 
the children, El Ashenero, because they saw wolves in the city. And even though they didn't eat any children and nothing actually happened, but by the fact that they were in the city, that was enough to be Geyser and Titus. And some explain that there's no Machlekes over here. Everyone agrees that Benira, that's enough. However, there's just Machlekes what the actual story was. However, from Rashi before, based on Chaira, Rashi says, Mishakel's being other than Mashman, Rashi holds that you actually have to have a situation where they kill the children or where they kill someone. And the few Rashi is definitely Mashma that there is Machlekes between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yesi. And the next part of the Mishnah we had in Dafyudal, Al Ilum Asrim B'Shabbos, on the following we call out and we say, Anenu Avinu Anenu, we say the part of Slichas that starts Anenu on Shabbos, not talking about Shreif and not talking about Tainus over here, as we learned in Dafyudal and Olive. But the word Masrin over here means something different than we were learning until this point in the Mishnah. Al Ir Shikufu Nachrim, on a city that's surrounded by Goyim, or if there's a river that overflows, Valasvinam to Refus Biyam, or if there's Sfina that's being shaken around and see, and it's in danger of drowning. Rabbi says, He holds on Shabbos, people could call out and scream for people to come to help. However, Rashi and Dafidalat says, Not for Tefillah, We're not Betuach so much that Atfila will help in order to scream out and dive into Hashem on Shabbos. Rashi also has a second shot over there on Yudal and Alpha. He says that the Tanakhama holds that you could scream out and you could dive in the Korum. However, Rabbi holds Lazarus, you must spell and call Echab you let it dive in your house, but you now go to and scream out Takarish Baruchu. And the Mishnah continues Shimon Hatimni, Shimon from Timna, he says, that on Shabbos, even if you're in a faraway city and not really close by to the city, you hear about a devil, about a plague, you still let it dive for them on Shabbos. And the reason why the Chum is not Moida, because they hold that even during the weekday, there was no Chiv to cry out and to dive for people if you're not in that city or at least close by. As we learned earlier in the Mishnah, there was Machlech between Tanakam and Rabbi Kiva, but that was specifically by Dever, where you're actually either in the city or close by to that city. However, the Rishonim explained that this Gemara that we're talking about over here is going after we already learned the Mishnah of Al Elo Masrim Bechol Makim that we're talking about. You're going and blowing Shaifa and you're diving in all places, even in places which are not close by necessarily to the city where the plague is. The Mishnah continues Al Kol Tzar Shlei Tavi Alatim Masrim Lein Chutz Mirav Geshamim on any Tzar that shouldn't come on the Tzibur, which means that actually is coming on the Tzibur. It's a Lashon Saging Na. Over there, you blow Trua, you blow Shaifa right away. Aside from a case where you have too much water, and Rashi points out, we're not talking about a case where you have too much water and actually ruined it for because over there you would be Masrian. But Rashi explains that the case of Amishnah is a situation where the city had enough water and they could actually grow the Tua and their Paris based on this water and based on the rainfall for this year. And they're now concerned that if it rains more, the roads will be too wet and it's a Tercha for them. In that case, Zakh Mishnah, they can't be Masrian because you can't be Masrian on Rav Bracha. And the Mishnah will now bring a story with Chayne Amagel and the Gemara itself will also discuss many other stories about Tamid and about Hasidim. So some Rishonim actually call this parak Pirka de Chasidi based on this. Mishnah tells us, Maisa is a story, Sha'amrul and Chayne Amagel, that came to Chayne Amagel, has spalashir de Gesharim, go and dab in Takalash Baruchu, that rain should fall. And this was on Chof Ada during the end of Bayashani. Omel Hemsi said to them, Tzuvichnisu, Tanur Psachim, Bishvil Shalayimurku, since it's close to the Yantar Pesach, go and take in your Tanurim, your ovens that you made for Karim Pesach, and those were made out of earthenware, and they'll become waterlogged, and they'll become very soaked. Go and take them inside because I'm so certain that rain will start falling. His spal, his sardam, and didn't rain right away. And that was because he was so certain of himself, that was a little bit of an oinish. So what do you do? He drew a circle, he stood inside of it, he said in front of your children place their faith in me. Because I'm like a child that's in your house, and I have your ear. 
therefore I swear by your great name. She ain't his I'm not leaving the circle. Until you have Rahmanis on your children. And at that point, the rain started drizzling a little bit. Amasi said, is not what I asked. I need enough rain to fill up all the water pits and all the cisterns in order that people should have water. So then it started raining very strongly. Amasi once again he said, I wanted to be Gishamim that a bracha, and as Rashi says, Rotsin Ba'ayin Yafa. So Yoda Katikalan then started coming up properly. And then Klaisel had to go and to higher ground from Yishlain to Narbais because there was so much rainfall. But over Unloyce, Klaisel came to him and said, Just like you down that you should come down, you should also down that you should take away the rain. He said to them, Go out and check if the stone called the Evanatayin was covered up. This stone was a high point on the Harbais that people that found an Aveda would stand on it or people that lost an Aveda would stand on it and call out that they were looking for something. And he was basically telling them the same way that that stone won't be covered because the water can't get that high. Therefore, I can't daven for you because as we said before, we don't daven to stop Geshem. So Sholach Loi Shem Ben Shetach, Shem Ben Shetach, who was the Rish Abbezdin, he sent him, not for the fact that I would be guys on you, because you're so chashev, I can't do that. What should I do for you? You did a various, and you have disrespect and he still does your will. Just like a son who is disrespectful to his father, and still the father does the rest of the child. Regarding a person like you, the Pasuk of Mishle says, If they were middle of the fiesta, and then Geshem starts coming down, if the rain started falling before Nitzachama, you don't complete that tainus. But if it's already if Nitzachama, you have to complete that tainus. And the reason is because before Nitzachama, Zokti Meiri is not considered as if the tainus was chal yet, even if the tainus started the night before. However, once Nitzachama comes, it's already in the morning, people are already considered that they're fasting at that point, and therefore you have to complete your fast. However, Blazer says, if you actually had rainfall before Chatzais Hayyim, then you don't have to complete the fast. But if the rainfall only happened after Chatzais, and therefore you're already fasting till the point of Chatzais and at that point everyone generally eats breakfast and by the fact that you didn't eat breakfast at that point shows that this is a fast therefore at that point you already have to complete your fast now this is only talking about a tiny seba however the Gemara and Dafyudam and Beis said that if it's a tiny siyachid you need to finish the fast no matter what the Mishnah says that there was a story that in Lud there was a fast and the Geshem started falling before Chatzais so Tafin said go out eat and drink and make and then they got to the afternoon, the Karu Halagadol, and they came back to Shul, and they davened Halagadol. Halagadol, of course, doesn't refer to the regular Hal that we say on Yantiv, it's referring to Hoyd Lashem Kitayim, 26 different Psukim that we say, which also includes in there, Noisim Lechem Lechabasa. And we begin the Gemara, say the Tainus, the Mishnah stated that these say of the Tainus that we said, the 13 Tanesim, are discussing the Revere Rishayna. In fact, Gemara, very many, how can you say that they stop at Revere Rishayna, which means the first rainfall that doesn't fall? But we had Bryce that said before, the reason why we talk about the first rainfall and the second rainfall of Yaira is in regard to Sheila that we still study the same Talmud the entire time. Shlishis and the third one is telling you, Lissanis, at that point, if the third rainfall didn't come, then we start fasting. So, why are you saying we revere Rishon is when the Tanesim start? Our Rebuda, Rebuda says the explanation of the Mishnah is Hafikama. Saying the Tanesim to Amor, Amosai, Bismash, Yatsu, Revere Rishon, Shlishis. We're not talking about Revere Rishon in the terminology as we spoke before that there are three different rainfalls Revere Rishonim means the first group of rain which is generally called Yaira and not referring to
to the Malkish, which comes in Nisan, at that point, if the rain did fall, but if there was rainfall that came down at the beginning of the year, and then you planted, and then it didn't grow, in those cases, since they started planting, and started growing, and then it changed, then the thing is, you would be and you wouldn't care if there was rain or not. The point is, at this point, it already got ruined, and potentially you would have a major problem. The only time that we said is only if there was Nishtanu, it was a change. If the Tua actually dried out, then we wouldn't actually go and be Masri and Lemiad. Rashi explains, because when something is Nishtanu, it's possible once you dive in them, it will go back to its original beauty. But if it dried out, now Tfila won't help because it's a Tfila Shav. Therefore, there's no reason to be Masriyan because they're actually already dead, and therefore, not, no Tfilas can be able to help rejuvenate them. The Gemara answers on Ram Nachman, Pshita Lacharet, Pashat Nishtanu, the Mishnah stated that Nishtanu, the Gemara answers Loy Tricha, the Akron. What happened was over here in Ram Nachman's case, not only did they dry out, but they started growing a little bit afterwards, and therefore, you might think that that shows that it actually is still alive, and maybe the Tfilas will work, Kamash Blan, that the Tfilas won't work, and therefore, till the Tfilas shove. And we also daven right away if there was a cessation of rainfall between the Yoyra and Malkish for a period of 40 days. And the Mishnah explained because that is a food shortage. At this point, there's no food shortage. So, what are we talking about? It's a maka which will cause a food shortage. Rab Nachman says, and Rashi explains, if there's no food in one specific city, but in other cities that are next to it, there is enough food. And Rashi says, And you could go and transport food from one city to other through the river in a ship. Therefore, you could bring a lot of food at one time. That's considered besorto. There is some sort of food shortage, but it's not as bad. And we turned out a few testament bays. However, the only way to get something is by traveling by land, and you can't go by sea. Then it's going to be much harder to go and transport things in large quantities because you have to go with donkeys. And therefore, that's considered already a famine, and that's on a lower madrega and that's much worse. And Ayin Rashi, he brings a Lashon Achri, he brings another Pshat, and that Pshat is also brought in Taisis Dafyu Tesem and Alf, as well as the Rabbeinu Hananel and Rabbeinu Gershom. And the Gemara continues, from Rabbi Hanina, Saw B'Sel O'Shchicha If food becomes very expensive and you can only buy a saw, which is a certain measurement of wheat, with a seller, which is a large coin, so food prices are very high. However, there's a lot of food available. B'Tzorta, that's considered a food shortage. Arba Saw V'Loishchicha. However, if you could buy four saw with a seller, which means that's cheaper, but there's not a lot of food around, then that's already a famine. This din is only said when money is cheap and the payers are very expensive. If money is very expensive, it's very hard to have money, meaning there's a lot of inflation. Even though fruits are very cheap, right away you have to start davening and you blow shoifer. I remember that there was a time where four sub was able to be purchased with a seller and there were so many starving people that had bloated stomachs in Tveria because there wasn't any money around and money of course was very expensive there was a lot of inflation and we quote from the Mishnah the Gemara says I understand the case where rainfall comes down for crops and not for trees that it came very softly and then come very hard and therefore it was good for the Tzmachim but it wasn't good for the trees because the trees need harder rainfall it happened the opposite it was very strong rains and therefore it was good for trees, but strong rains are damaging to crops. And you also understand that it was good for crops and it was good for trees. 
it came down very strong and very softly, but there wasn't a lot of rain and therefore it didn't fill up all these burrs and cisterns. There is a case where the Bryce says that there was enough rain for burrs from earth, but it wasn't good for the Ilanis and it wasn't good for crops. What's the case? It came down in downpour, there was a flash flood and therefore all the burrs from earth got watered. However, all the other areas, there were rain that was so much that just ran off and never really seeped into the ground and therefore it wasn't beneficial not for the crops and not for the trees. And the Gemara continues, Tanar Abad and we learned, Basri and Ali Lanis B'Preis Pesach blow Shaifa and we daven and we fast for trees B'Preis Pesach if there was no water and there wasn't enough rainfall for the trees once it's already close to Pesach. So Preis Pesach is generally referred to the time that's close to Pesach and the way to define this to me, Iri says, Preis means half of the Yimei Pesach and we know Shlesh Yom Kedal is the time of Pesach and therefore it means 15 days before Pesach we would stop being Masrin if there was not enough rainfall and if there's not enough rainfall to fill up the cisterns of water then we start davening right at the time of Sukkot and that seems to be a very early Zman because we're not really expecting rain at that point because it's still in the summer season and we don't even say yet alone that we don't say the same Talmud so therefore the Yushalmi actually says that this is talking about this man of Shavuos and if you don't have enough rainfall at that point to fill up the cisterns then that's a problem and therefore you start davening right at that point and then the Gemara says if there's not enough water to drink and it's in the middle of summer even then you would call out and you would daven right away because that's a danger that there's actually no water and therefore even during the summer when it's so unusual to rain you'd still be able to daven when we say that we daven on all these things and we fierce and we blow tekiyas on all the things that we said in the Mishnah what are we referring to? the Gemara says it doesn't mean that moment it means that we only are going to Tanesim on the Tzibah Monday, Thursday and Monday and the Gemara continues and all these things that we said the Masriyan is only in their country since these are not Makis Malachas so therefore you won't be Masriyan out of that country however if there's this contagious disease called Askra which is some sort of throat disease that choke people and Rashi says it's a Misa Mishuna then you'll be Masriyan and Rashi says that's considered Maka Malachas because it's something that's contagious however people are not dying from it and we also could be Masriyan on some sort of locust called Goybay even if there's only a drop of them and Rashi explains because Goybay once you see some of them and they're destroying some of the tour then you could be sure that there's going to be many more and therefore there's going to be a major problem and that's why you go and fast right away Avachagav Rashi says Kalshu if you have only a drop of them that you see Matsu that's normal and it doesn't destroy as much it's not as destructive and therefore you wouldn't fast however you'd also be Masriyan even on Chagav that you go in Masriyan on Ilanis on any of the six years of the Shemitah cycle however not on Shemitah however if you don't have enough water in the cisterns then you would even dive for them because at all times people need to drink and Rashi says and even though the rain will actually help the Kaka and Shemitah it's very interesting Lashon Rashi however Shimon Gamliel argues and says you would also be Masriyan on Ilanis because this Panasal even Daniyam need to eat during Shemitah and they would get their produce from those trees. And the Gemara continues and brings an almost exact replica of the prior Brysa. Tani Idach, we learned another Brysa. Masrina Elon is during the first six years of Shemitah cycle. You could dive in a fiddle even during Shemitah. However, and some take these words out because that would be exact like we said before. And some enjoy scurs, that Rabbi Shimon Gamil says that you can even dive in for as Rashi says that they're not the shurun kalkach. These are just growths that grow in the field. Then you could 
could do that because they're still panasu funanim. Tani we went to the brayso. Amar blood ben parta. Miyom shechar beis midrash from the time that there was chorim and bayis. Nasu gesham tzumukalayim. The gesham dried up for the world. And it's not explained that they no longer fall b'shefa. Ayin rabbeinu gesham. Not only is it not kishbi bracha, it's also not stable and not consistent. Yeshan shekishmer mubin. There are years that the gesham is very much and there's a lot of rain. Yeshan shekishmer muatin. And some years have a little rain. Yeshan shekishmer yadim isman. And there are some years that the rain comes in on the proper time at the beginning of the season. And there are some years where the rain only comes down later in the season. What's it similar to? Similar to a master that gives his evan his panas on Sunday. Since he has time during the week to grind it and sift it well, therefore he'll prepare it better and it'll taste better and he'll be able to bake it better and therefore that's of course much better. It's similar to a master that gives his evan his panasa on a Friday right before Shabbos and therefore he doesn't have time to grind and sift it well therefore bread doesn't come out as good and of course it's not as gishmak and of course it's much more stressful it's similar to an evid that's given his panasa by his master one time at the beginning of the year and if the evid gets his food and his money at one time he could go and buy a lot of tour and he could go and grind it at one time and when you grind a lot of things at one time you still have the same waste factor as if you grind it multiple times and the ever therefore would get more value for his money because much less would get stuck to the grindstone and the same idea is if someone takes a lot of flour and he mixes it together with water and he puts it into the mixing bowl then there's amount of dough that gets stuck to the bowl and there's a waste factor and that of course is the same waste factor if you would be needing an entire bowl of dough or if you're only needing a small amount of dough and therefore of course it's much better and it's more valuable to go and make a lot of dough at one time than to make small batches of dough. The same applies to rainfall. When you have a lot of rain, then the same amount of rain that gets dissipated based on the wind and based on falling into large puddles and large holes, that actually gets wasted in a large rain or in a small rain. And therefore, it's better to have one large rain than have multiple small rains because there's a loss factor each time that it rains. Similarly, if you have a small amount of rain and you have multiple rains, what's that similar to? Master gives a servant a little bit of the panasa at a time. Exactly as we explained before. At a time when you have a lot of rain, if someone is going and mixing together cement, if he has a lot of water, then the water doesn't finish and the actual cement becomes mixed together very well because the water will keep mixing together. But if he only has a little bit of water at a time, then even if you have a little bit of water and you start mixing it together, it won't actually do anything. And then afterwards, when you're waiting for the new water to come, the water that's in there will actually already evaporate. And then you put more water in, but yet again, that water won't be enough. And therefore, you'll never be able to make a proper cement. And as Rabbi Nechlael says, And we will stop over here.